I want us to go to Acts 1, verses 1 through 3. Amen. Now, I don't know if all of y'all know that the book of Acts was one book, and it was written by Dr. Luke, St. Luke. But it was so long until they took and made a gospel out of the first part of it, and they done the book of Acts from the second part of it. Amen? Acts wasn't written by Paul. It was written by Luke. Amen? All right. The former treatise, verse 1 in Acts 1, the former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do, and pay attention to this, and teach. Amen? Until the day in which he was taken up, after that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the who? Apostles. Whom he had chosen. To whom also he showed himself alive after his death, his passions, by many infallible proofs. Being seen of them forty days. That's the time of testing. I want you to pay close attention to this last sentence. And speaking of the things pertaining To the what? The kingdom of God. That's what Jesus' teachings are about. It's not about church doctrine. It's about the kingdom of God. Now, what is the kingdom of God? It's the foundation of the power of God that's in you. And you see, the devil knows it. And the devil don't want you or me to have that power. He knows that if we ever get in there and get in there right, then those things that Jesus said, that power will flow, that thing will be flowing. So the enemy is going to do everything that he possibly can every time we get close to that center. That kingdom, he's going to step up his war game. Amen? Amen. He's going to step it. That's why we got to keep fighting regardless. No matter what it looks like, we got to keep fighting. No matter what we feel like, we got to keep fighting. No matter what people think about us or what people say, we got to keep fighting. Somebody say, we got to keep fighting. He says that he taught us on the things pertaining to the kingdom of God which is the foundation of God's power inside of us. Pay attention to that. Go to Luke 17, 20 and 21. The book of Luke 17 and 20 and 21. Over there. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, the Pharisees means wound and scatter. They like to keep trouble. When the kingdom of God should come, see, 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 they demanding from him. They ask the question, when the kingdom of God should come. See, they don't know nothing about it. And he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. That means you can't see it with your naked eye. Amen. 
So all these people I was talking about, they're going to take the kingdom by force and going downtown with bricks and everything. That's stupid. Verse 21, verse 21 says, Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, watch this. You say, Behold here, pay attention. The kingdom of God is where? I can't hear you. Amen. Amen. Sound like somebody in here. Within you. That's where the king. So this foundation of the power of God is inside of us, right? According to the word, right? It's in here. Where's your greatest fight? Who's your greatest enemy? No, the devil ain't, unless you the devil. Yourself. Maybe we ought to start calling ourselves the devil. Because we are our greatest enemy. Because God blesses us and we throw it back in his face. I know I do oftentimes. Because there's something about humans that just ain't right. I say it's something about humans that just ain't right, y'all. You know what it is? Sin. It got us all crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't nobody in here saying. <laughs> the craziest one is the one think that they that they are saying. <laughs> so so don't even go there. The kingdom of God is within you. Amen. Amen. Let's move on. First Corinthians four one. <coughs> Go to 1 Corinthians 4 1, please. At the mention of your name. Mm-hmm. You are. Put that up there for me, son. You are. Thank you. Let a man so account of us as a ministers of Christ, this is Paul speaking, and stewards of the what? The mysteries of God. So, God is a mystery, right? Well, why don't the people, you know what a mystery is? A mystery are things that are held in secret. Amen. Well, why ain't the church developing God's people in the mysteries of God through the kingdom of God that's inside of us? Am I missing something or are they missing something? Now, I may be a fool, but I know what the words say. I know what the words say. And I'm going to teach you what the words say in a revelation. Because without revelations, you're not going to receive the passion that you need from God to even enter in to the kingdom. At least alone understand the mysteries that are there. Because, see, when that thing opened up on the it's a whole different world. It's a place where you got a sojourn in, like Abraham. You just can't walk up in there. No, you got to learn that thing. And you go through life trying to learn and still don't know nothing. Do we? The more we know, the less we ought to see that we do know. Amen? Am I right about that? So, so why should anybody ever think that they all this and all that when we're at our best state altogether then? At all, at what we call our best day. 
Next verse. On the rescue. Is Matthew 16, verses 13 through 19. All right, let's get a little meat in this thing. Matthew 16. Did I say 16? Verses 13 through 19. Amen? Watch this. Verse 13 says in Matthew, the 16th chapter. Verse 13 says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? He asked them a question. Who do, who do people say? Who do people say you are? Who do people say I am? Who do people say Jesus is? And they said, some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said unto him, now here's the clincher, but whom say ye that I am? See how he switched it. From who do people say that I am to who do you say? Because that's the key. Who do you say that I am? See, that's a revelation. Now watch this. They done told this revelation up, too. They, they done told this thing up, church have. Let me show you how. He says that in verse 16, and Simon Peter, Simon Peter means the hearing of the word of God. Amen? All right. And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. <laughs> and verse 17 said, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee. See, flesh and blood can't reveal to you within yourself that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. That's like a, a revelation from above. But my Father, which is in heaven, he is the one. That'll reveal it to you. Amen? Mm-hmm. And verse 18 says, And I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, which is the hearing of the word, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Well, here's where the church has really screwed this up. Catholic church made St. Peter the rock, right? That ain't what God is talking about here. Read the scripture and read it close in the Holy Ghost. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, the hearing of the word of God. Wasn't it the Father that revealed to him that I am the Christ, the Son of the living God? Peter heard that from above. It's that revelation in you. That's why Jesus asked who do you say that I am? You see, it's that revelation that's in you that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. That's what God builds his church on. That revelation. Not Peter, a man, but the revelation that Peter had that thou art the Christ. You see? 
See, the church can't be built. See, the church is the inner sanctuary of our soul. We come here collectively to be fitly joined together in fellowship. Amen? If you don't have a revelation in you that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, you're not even saved. And if you're not saved, how are you going to build God's church upon that rock? Because you don't have a revelation. Let me put it to you like this. Everybody in here got a relationship with God. Sometimes we're up, sometimes we're down, but we still fight. We still got that relationship. That's what we was talking about this morning, Deke. Right? Because I told y'all before, faith don't always feel like faith, but it's still faith. Just keep walking. That's all you can do. God got it. He knew before he even started you on the journey that we're all scoundrels. He already knew it. It's, we can't do nothing to surprise God. He already know about us. He said he knows our uprising and our down sittings. So there's nothing we can do to surprise him. Nothing we can do to change his love for us. He said, I'm married to the black slider, Jeremiah. So here's God. And if you had a bunch of people in here who didn't have the revelation that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God within them, then we wouldn't have no church and we wouldn't be able to build it. We'd have a social gathering, but we wouldn't have a church and we wouldn't be able to build it upon the fact of the revelation that Jesus Christ in you is your hope of glory and in me. Amen. Without that revelation, the church can't be built. But he said, Peter, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my father which is in heaven. And because you heard it, because Peter means the hearing of the word of God, now you know who I am in you. And it's that revelation that who I am in you, it's that's the revelation that I'm going to build my church on. That revelation. Amen? Y'all got that? And he says afterwards that in verse 19, pay attention to this real good. Put that up, verse 19. And I will give unto thee. Now he's talking about keys of the kingdom of heaven is the same as the kingdom of God. He said, I'm going to give you the keys to the foundation of God's power in you. That's what he's saying there, all right? And then he says, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on the earth shall be loosed in heaven. You know why we can't bind nothing up? Even though we holler, I bind you in the name of Jesus and don't nothing bind up. I loose you in the name of Jesus on there and don't nothing get loose. Oh, come on, y'all. Well, look here. I'm going to tell you why. Because the keys. The keys. We ain't working with the keys of the kingdom of God that's inside of us. Amen? 
And until we work with keys and know how to use the keys, then whatever it is that we're trying to bind, it can't be bound. Right? So, faith is the thing that turns the key. Amen? All right? It, it, it turns it. That's the power source. Whatever it is that you're looking for, and we're just going to use, stay right here within the text, if you want to bind something, bound something, or if you want to loose it, you got to use the keys, right? Amen. The keys can only be turned by faith, right? The key, whatever it is that we're trying to bind or loose in the earth so that it'll be bound or loosed in heaven, it's got to come from within the kingdom of God, heaven. Okay? So in there... Is what we're looking for to bind or loose in that kingdom within us. Faith turns that key to that specific thing, right? And causes it to be activated. The reason why, and we gotta practice this, y'all. This, this is, this is not something that you can just hear and say, we had a good time in church. No! No, this is serious stuff here. This is, this is war. You start messing around with this stuff and all hell going to break loose. Are you ready for that? I'm going to say it again. You start messing around with this stuff and all hell's going to break loose like never before in your life. You got to be ready for this. You start messing with them keys. And you'll see, as you get deeper and deeper into the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, once you get in there and your faith is not shattered anymore by the turbulence of the wind, the roaring of the sea in life and all of that, you know, and you're able to zero in with your faith on what it is. That you're trying to take care of, whether it's bound something or bring something to you, don't make no difference. Whatever it is, God got it. Book of Isaiah says that there are many wells with an S to salvation. Salvation just don't save your soul. Salvation gives you victory. Salvation gives you prosperity. Salvation gives you health. Whatever you need, God got it. Whatever you need, you got a well for it of salvation, according to the Bible. Amen. So don't ever ask God for a cow and you need a bull. Don't do that. Be specific. Because the kingdom is specific. Amen? Work with me now. Y'all understand that faith turns the keys. Y'all understand that keys are those things that you Need in life, desire in life from God. Amen? And it takes faith centered in on whatever it is that you're going after within the kingdom. And once you put faith on it in the kingdom, that turns the key and unloosens it. 
This takes practice. This is not something you can just come here and do. No. This here takes a lot of practice. There's a lot of opposition involved. But that's how we know it works. You know, I stand alone many times and say it's working. Regardless, it's working. Because it is. I'm still standing. Y'all still standing. We're still standing. We ought to give God praise for that. A lot of people ain't standing this morning. A lot of people don't even have a place. Remember? Make sure that your flight don't be in the winter. Pray that it's not in the winter. Look at them people over yonder. It's cold. You ain't got nothing. Could have been us. Have been us before. Me anyway. Pray that it don't be again, but who knows? But regardless of where I am or what happens to me on any given day, I still believe in God. And I know that God is holding my hand. He's held me for almost 68 years. I think he'll hold me a little while long. And either way, it's all right with me because absent from the body, he's present with the Lord. But I really don't believe it's over yet. I still think that I got a lot to do. Just got to get disciplined in doing it. Let's look at Romans 16.25. I'm not going to be with you long at all. Romans 16, verse 25. Put that up, please. Now, to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel, this is Paul speaking, and the preaching of Jesus Christ, watch this, according to the revelations of the mystery. See there? <laughs> Which we kept secret since the world began. Let me tell you something, church. We are in a blessed time in life. To be able to receive the revelations of the what? Mystery. Of the mystery. It didn't say the revelations of the Bible or the revelations of the church. It said the revelations of the Mystery, which was kept secret since the world began. Some people back then didn't know nothing about no kingdom. Everything they did was on external. That's why they never could get to the understanding. Just a few of them that had the Holy Ghost back then could understand. But most couldn't. Today, most can't understand what the revelation of the mysteries are. They don't understand it. But that book that you're holding in your hand, that book that I'm reading out of, let me tell you something. That's a mystery. And a mystery is a what? Secret. It's not revealed to everybody. Give God some praise for House of Destiny. Now, let's go on, because what we're doing is we're revisiting 
the mystery of the kingdom so that we can build on it, so that we can understand just how tough it is to enter into this thing. This is not something where you can just waltz up into. There's a whole lot of stuff trying to keep you from it. There's a battle for our soul. And you know where that battle is being played out? Right here in our soul. This is the war ground for the devil and God. They're battling it out. They are battling. They are battling. They really are. They are battling. Oh, Salufa, he's something. He's something now. And that's why I've always done my best to try to stay a humble man. Even when I was up, when I'm down, when I'm in the middle, it don't make no difference. I try to stay the same. I try to be the same. I try to be humble because I know life. And life will knock you in your head. And see, I don't want to climb up there and cut them tree limbs off under me because what goes up must come down. I'm going to need them tree limbs, them front, you know, them people that are, to fall on as I come down. I might scrape my butt a lot, you know, and get my head busted, but at least I still got those limbs on the tree so that when I, you know, yeah. But if I cut all limbs off, you know, where when, I, when, you, when you're going up in life and all of a sudden you get, well, I'm better than everybody else. Now, you just cut all them limbs off. Now, when you fall, it's, oh, what a great fall it's going to be. Leave room for failure. Leave room for that. Because failure teaches us what success is. Success doesn't teach us what failure is. Failure teaches us what success is. Let's go to the book of Ephesians. Last verses. It's short, I know. But it's powerful. It's powerful. See, I can't throw too much of it. See, see, already we got enough to work at. Just trying to work in that kingdom. See, see I just want you to zero in on that. Because that thing is in there. And when we get in there, it feels good. And I know that we're not adept enough to stay in there at all times. But boy, like David, my heart pants after God like a deer. You know? And sometimes I don't seem to be able to catch him, but I'm running anyway. Because I'm running for my life. I'm running for my life. I don't get scared about it. I just run. You know, what that old boy running that was on TV? Run. What was his name? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Tom Hanks played him. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Run, Forrest, run. The devil at you trying to get you, you know. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. Ephesians 3, verse 3 through 5, and we're done. 
Because I really, this is something that takes deep meditation, people. It's not the length of the word, it's the power of it. And God's word says here in 3, verses (coughs) 3 through 5, put that up please. It said, how that by what? Wow. Did it say theology? He said, how that by revelation he made known what to me? Still talking about the mysteries, ain't it? Mm. As I wrote a four in few words. Next verse. Whereby, when you read, or when you speak, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of who? Secrets of Christ. Did I tell you it's a secret? Next verse. Which in other ages were not made known unto the sons of men, but is now revealed unto his who? Holy Apostle. Didn't say it was revealed to anybody else. He said his apostles didn't. And prophets by what? The Spirit. So that's part of that fivefold ministry. Apostles are first in the house, and then it goes on down through there in the church. That's what the Bible says, you know. And he said that through the holy apostles and the prophets, by the Spirit of God, do we now have the revelations of the mystery of Christ. Well, let me show you another mystery. Those of you who have the King James Version of the Bible, let me show you a mystery and then I'm going to quit. There are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. Each section in Psalms 119 is sectioned off for each one of those alphabets of the Hebrew language, okay? The Hebrew alphabet. Are you with me? The first letter is a leaf. A-L-E-P-H. It means spirit. Everything starts in the spirit. Right? If you put E-L onto a leaf, you've got a leaf L, right? L means God, right? So when you put a leaf and you put E-L on it, a leaf L, what you have is the spirit of God. Amen? That's the first alphabet. It's dealing with the Spirit of God. Amen? Now, you've got 22 alphabets, right? Let me show you how smooth Jesus was or how smooth the Father was when he sent Jesus down through. The next alphabet is Beth. Everybody knows in Hebrew that Beth means house, right? Put E-L on it, you got Bethel, right? What does Bethel mean? House of God. Amen. Am I right about it? You go all the way down through there and you'll see Jesus coming down from the spirit realm all the way down to the 22nd alphabet, which is Tau, T-A-U. Tau, the last alphabet, that's why Jesus said it's finished, the last alphabet 
in the Hebrew tongue is tau, T-A-U. You know what it means? Cross. You put E-L on cross, it's what you got. Cross of God. Amen? See, they don't teach you that. It's a mystery. If the princes of this world would have known, they never would have killed Jesus, the Bible says. Because it was a secret. It was hidden from them. They didn't even know when he came down. Because he came down through the 22 alphabets of the Hebrew. The spiritual alphabets. It was a secret. That's why he kept telling him, keep your mouth closed. It ain't my time yet. Don't say nothing yet. Because it was, a, somebody say, secret. It's a secret. And it's our job as apostles and prophets, evangelists, and all the fivefold ministry to bring all this secret stuff out. To give God, people, a deeper understanding and a deeper vision of Him. This thing does not come without a cost. We so quick to kill off people because they ain't doing what they supposed to do the way they supposed to do it. Well, you ain't either. So it looks to me like we're all in the same pot. Stuck in the oven, 350 degrees and rising. And one of them over there talking about, hmm, I bet you hot in here, aren't you? Well, you hot too, fool. You in here. So, God wants us to understand and to know that if we, which we can't, but if we could pronounce the true name of God, Ain't no telling what would happen. Nobody knows the true name of God. See, when you call that name, see, that's a whole different realm. That's a whole different realm. Nobody knows the true name of God. That's why they wrote alphabets back in the day. I-H-V-H. It's written on the Top of the cross. Nobody knows the name of God. The true name. So we call him God. We call him Yeheshua. We call him all kinds of things. But nobody knows the real name of God. Nobody knows it but him. And those that he wants to know it. That's up there with him. You don't understand what I'm saying. But our time. Is on its way. Don't give up. It's going to be all right. Don't you give up. Don't you stop fighting. Don't you give up on people. Brenda and I get calls on Sunday morning. Y'all wouldn't believe. Ministry starts way before we couldn't get here. 
And even though I won't disclose, because I don't do that, I'm a professional, I don't disclose people's business. But I will say this. We don't know what people are going through and why they do the things that they do, but there's a reason. And whether it's right or whether it's wrong, what they do, the reason that they do it is real to them at that time. Everybody always talk about Saul. Samuel, I think it was Samuel, supposed they had met him in seven days, and Samuel was late. And you got the Philistines coming down upon you. And your main man, your prophet, ain't nowhere to be found. But we always jump on Saul, don't we? Yeah, we do. Well, he should have waited. What would you have done if you got an army out there around you right now coming in to kill you? Prophet ain't showed up to give you direction. What you going to do? Just sit there or you going to try something? Even though what you tried was wrong because he tried to do a sacrifice and he wasn't, you know, he wasn't properly fitted to do that, you know. Well, what would you have done? You'd have broke out the sheeps and the bullocks too and put fire on them and gutted them and bled them because you've done the same thing Saul did, if not worse. You might have ran. I might have ran with all that. Come on. What I'm trying to say, church, and then I'm going to leave this alone. What I'm trying to say to you, church, is Try to have more compassion on people and what they're going through. I know it's tough because we're all going through. And I know sometimes, man, it gets a little tough on us trying to, 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 to resurrect what seems to be, don't seem to be wanting to be resurrected, but that's God's area. That's God's temple. And no matter what the devil do in there, God is not going to give what he died for to the devil. Amen. Amen. It just ain't going to happen. Amen. Amen. Y'all give God some praise up in the house.